God called Moses up to Mount Sinai to give him a life-giving message for the people God loved. And God summarized this message in ten statements. Ten statements simple enough for a child to understand, but profound enough to change the hearts of people of every age and every generation. Here's the message that God gave his people. God commands, one, you shall have no other God but me. Two, you shall worship me and not an image. Three, you shall not misuse my name. Four, you shall keep a Sabbath to me. Five, you shall honor your parents. Six, you shall not murder. Seven, you shall not be unfaithful to your spouse. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not lie. And ten, you shall not covet. Now, what do you notice about these ten commandments? Well, first notice that they're all set in a relational context. All of God's commands are about relationships, uh, which leads to something else worth noticing. Notice that in this relationship uh, list, there is a division. Uh, This list can be split into two parts where the first four commands apply to my relationship with God and the rest apply to my relationship with others. The first part of the commands are vertical and the focus is my relationship with God. The second part of the command list is horizontal in focus. Now, a while back, I gave a series of of messages on the vertical commands entitled, God Has Feelings Too. Today, I want to start addressing the horizontal commandments under the title, The Roadmap for Relationships. And this title reflects the idea that the Ten Commandments were not given by God to be a burdensome set of regulations and a a straitjacket. No, the commands of God reflect God's perfect character and the way he designed us to operate in his image. These commands are not a straitjacket. They are God's roadmap to the kind of life-giving relationships we long for in this world. So please turn your Bible to Exodus chapter 20. Verse 12, and let's study the horizontal commands uh, from God's roadmap for healthy relationships with the people around us. And this is the fifth commandment where God says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land. The Lord your God is giving you. All right. First, uh, notice that this command comes with a blessing. I'm not the first one to notice this. In fact, it's uh, celebrated by the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. But the fifth commandment is honor your father and your mother. The promised blessing is that uh, those who follow this fifth commandment, you will live long in the land the Lord God is giving you. When God says, honor your parents that you may live long in the land, uh, God is not saying that honoring parents keeps you living. God is saying that honoring parents keeps you living in a good place. 
The premise attached to the fifth commandment uh, was originally given to God's people uh, gathered around Mount Sinai when they were still waiting for God to lead them to the promised land where they would be free uh, and healthy and prosperous and safe. And God told his people uh, over and over that getting to this land was the easy part. The hard part was keeping it. And the same is true for us. As his people uh, in Christ, God wants to lead us to a place where we will be uh, prosperous and healthy and safe and free. And God wants to teach us how to stay there in that good place. God wants to bring you to a good place where you are at peace with God, peace with yourself, and peace with others. And the fifth commandment is God saying that a large part of staying in this promised land involves being intentional about honoring your parents. So maybe you're saying now, all right, I, I, I get it. I, I want this blessing. But what does it mean uh, to honor your father and mother? I mean, isn't the fifth commandment for little kids who are still living with their parents? And the answer is no, not only uh, little kids. The truth is all Ten Commandments, all the Ten Commandments, are written to adults. Uh, the fourth command uh, says, You shall not do any work on the Sabbath, neither you nor your son or your daughter. Uh, the fourth command is written to adults with children. Uh, the seventh and the tenth command are written to adults. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not cover, covet your uh, neighbor's spouse or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Just like the other commandments, the fifth commandment is written to adults where God commands you as an adult child to honor your father and your mother. And at this point, some of you are saying, hmm, so it's not just for little kids. It's for me too, huh? Well, uh, some of us are saying, hey, listen, you don't know my parents. Uh, if honoring my mother and father means that I need to have a wonderful relationship with them, then obeying the fifth commandment is impossible because my parents make it impossible for me to have a good relationship with them. And unfortunately, many of us do, in fact, have parents who make it impossible for us to have a wonderful relationship with them. If you have a father who has abandoned you or ignored you all your life, honoring him cannot mean that you suddenly have uh, a really uh, big effort toward having a great relationship with him. If you have a mother who relates to you in a sick pattern of uh, abusiveness, honoring her cannot mean that you're going to pretend to just uh, love being around her. Uh, in the fifth commandment, you must realize God is not naive. God is fully aware that many parents are not easily honored. In fact, that's why it is a command. If parents were always faithful, always loving, always kind and affirming of their children until the day they died, then it would be easy for everyone to honor their parents. And in fact, we wouldn't need the fifth commandment. Uh, we'd have the nine commandments. But honoring parents is a command because many people have good, valid, and compelling reasons to dishonor their parents. But God comes against all these disappointments and all these hard feelings and these supposed rationales and says, No, 
If you want to stay in the good life that I want for you, you must honor your father and your mother. So what does it mean to honor your parents? Well, in this case, I think it's really helpful to go back to the Hebrew word for honor in this commandment. The Hebrew word that is translated honor is the word kabid. And the Hebrew word kabid means to give weight. And I think this kabid concept uh, teaches us what it means to honor. Even today, we say that an important matter is a weighty issue. And importance is really uh, the main idea behind kabid. Uh, I give my parents kabid or weight. It means that I give a heavy importance and a heavy effort to my relationship with them. As I go through the mental calculus uh, and I stratify the people in my life in levels of importance, God says that I never have the option of saying, my parents just aren't important uh, to me. Uh, they're, they're on the same level as the mailman in my life. No, the fifth commandment says that I can't just walk away from my relationship with my mom and dad. In most other difficult relationships, I can say, hey, I've tried to work with that person, I give up. I uh, tried to resolve conflict with that person, but uh, we're just going to have to just go our separate ways. In the fifth commandment, God says, you can't do that with your parents. No matter how difficult it is, this relationship is not disposable. You don't have the option to just, just surgically remove them from your heart and mind. When God commands me to kabid, my father and my mother, the weight of honor means putting a heavy effort into having a good attitude toward my parents. Now, notice I'm not saying that this honor means having good feelings, uh, because it's impossible uh, to make oneself have good feelings necessarily. Uh, feelings can be impossible to control. Uh, but it is possible to maintain good attitudes toward my parents. And this is what it means to honor them. Now, if you have a good, easy, uh, loving relationship with your father or your mother, it should be easy to have good attitudes toward your parents. And if you are blessed with uh, a mom or a dad like this now or in your past, well, the fifth commandment, calls you to celebrate them and give thanks to God. Don't just assume uh, that your parents know how much you love and appreciate them. Uh, if you, they're living, then place upon them the weight of honor by expressing your gratitude in words, not just on Mother's Day and not just on Father's Day. Uh, maybe you should use the occasion of this message uh, as an excuse to, uh, to decide to express this in, a, in a very intentional ways uh, this week and in the weeks to come. And saying, hey, we studied the fifth commandment uh, today, and mom and dad, I just wanted to convey to you again the full weight of my gratitude and appreciation for who you are in my life. Honoring parents means demonstrating your love by going out of your way to include them in your life. Spending time with your parents is a priority, whether it's spending time in person or uh, spending time in regular visits on the phone or special occasions. As Christ followers, 
We show something of our heart toward God in the way we express ourselves to our parents. This is why the command to honor parents is God's first command on the horizontal plane. It's the first command after the four vertical commands. God is showing that the parent-child relationship is a life-altering bridge uh, between the vertical relationship with God and the horizontal relationships. There is power in the parent-child relationship that exceeds in some ways all other human relationships. Uh, No other relationship shapes my view of God uh, more than my relationship with my parents. God calls himself a father. And the attitude, habits I choose with my parents, with my earthly parents, really do impact my attitude habits with my heavenly father. But the parent-child relationship uh, not only shapes my relationship with uh, God, it also impacts my relationship with just about everybody else. This has become a major focus of modern psychology, right? Uh, that the worst of our internal problems uh, can be traced back to unresolved issues uh, or brokenness in the relationship between parent and child. Uh, and of course, in this insight, psychologists are just restating what God said 3,000 years ago on Mount Sinai. So if you have a healthy relationship with your parents, express your gratitude to them for how they contribute to uh, a positive concept of God, how they contribute to your positive relationships with others and a positive self-image at the same time. But now let's transition uh, from talking about what it means to honor one's father and mother and get to the work of applying uh, the fifth commandment in real life situations by uh, first, I'd like to share an application principle and then suggest several case studies uh, by applying the principle. And in these uh, case studies, I'll be assuming uh, that your parents are alive, but uh, I think you'll be able to translate the principles uh, into the situation where one or both of your parents are deceased or where you have never known uh, one or both of your parents. First, the principle. I show honor by the way I speak to my parents, by the way I listen to my parents, and by the way I care for my parents. Uh, This is the principle, and uh, it applies to whether you're a six-year-old child or a uh, 60-year-old adult child caring for an aging parent. Uh, You show honor by how you speak to, listen to, and care for your parents. Now, Some case studies. Uh, If you're a Christ-following student uh, living at home, you show honor by the way you speak to your parents and the way you listen to them. And it is natural uh, for children to disagree uh, with their parents as they grow into adolescence. It's uh, sometimes even uh, necessary for them to express some anger. But You show honor to your parents by the words you always speak in love and the words you never speak in anger. Honoring parents means that no matter how angry you are, you never speak words of vulgarity or hatred or extreme disrespect toward them. 
Not only do you honor your parents on how you choose to speak to them, you also show honor in how you speak about your parents with your peers. It is common uh, for students to speak about parents in ways that uh, are designed to belittle them, uh, berate them, and uh, just insult them. Uh, When you refuse to do that, when you take a different attitude toward your parents by God's power and the infilling of his Holy Spirit, you will stand out in your peer group. Because if you speak and you listen to your parents and care for them, uh, it reveals something good about your heart toward God as well. And according to his promise, God will bless you, students. And now, the rest of the case studies I want to mention uh, are more difficult cases. And as I do, I would just like to ask you to cut me some slack. Uh, If you have a negative reaction to uh, what I say here, if you think it sounds like an oversimplification to the problem or an underappreciation for your pain, don't get mad at me. Just, uh, Just talk to God and he'll help you know whether this applies to you or not. So one difficult case revolves around the wounds of the past. Uh, How do you honor uh, a father or a mother who has abandoned you or abused you or neglected you or hurt you somewhere deeply uh, in your past? Well, honoring your parent is not pretending that you have forgotten uh, the past when you have not. If there is a present tense wall... Uh, between you and your parent due to a past tense hurt. Uh, The honorable action is to consider sitting down with your parents and talking about this hurtful event of the past and making it obvious that you are there not to condemn them, but to pursue reconciliation on the deepest level. Uh, This is honoring your parents in the way you speak to them and the way you listen to them and care for them uh, by listening and speaking and caring in the process of reconciliation. Initiating reconciliation honors your parents because it shows that you're giving so much weight to this relationship that you're willing to bring up some difficult things and inconvenient things. Honoring parents means that you love them and honor them too much to just allow the past to separate you without a fight. Uh, But confronting past hurt uh, doesn't mean that a broken relationship automatically gets repaired. Sometimes it all gets worse uh, when you get honest, and sometimes it uh, never gets better. Uh, In fact, you can confront the past in a spirit of forgiveness and love and get nothing but more and fresh incriminations and accusations and more hurt from your parents. That's why you need to talk this over with God, uh, maybe a counselor, and to make sure that you are ready to face the challenge of honoring challenging parents. And there may come a point where you need to be satisfied with uh, whatever your parent is able or not able to give in the way of reconciliation. But you need to do your part in God's sight. Honoring your parents means that at least you try to restore that relationship by trying to remove the separation of an unresolved past. Here's another case. Uh, Sometimes the unresolved conflict is not in the past 
It's an ongoing situation. Uh, how do I honor parents who are hostile or destructive in a, an ongoing way in my life? If there is hostility uh, between me and my parents, the honorable approach uh, begins with an honest self-evaluation, which asks, how much honestly am I the cause of this conflict? And have I done everything possible to resolve the conflict between me and my parents? And honoring a father or a mother means I place such weight on the relationship that I do all I can do to make peace with my parents. And if I can say I've done all I can do to make peace, but my parents are still hostile and still destructive, then I need to find ways to honor them from a distance. Obeying the fifth commandment does not mean that I stay in a place where I'm within reach of irrational, abusive, or destructive parents. But I can honor a destructive parent from a distance. Uh, maybe I can write or maybe I can uh, arrange controlled visits where uh, we meet in neutral places and uh, for a short period of times. Maybe it won't work. But honoring parents means at least I try to make an effort, a Khabib effort. And here's uh, one thing I can always do. Um, I can always pray for God's blessing and God's healing on my parents. And this gets to another very important topic regarding parents. When there is past hurt or present uh, pain, I need to work at forgiving my mother and my father. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus teaches us to pray, Our Father, forgive our debts as I forgive my debtors. And in the fifth commandment, God calls me to start this forgiveness with my parents. And if you have never tried to forgive a difficult parent, then you don't know yet just how difficult it can be. Uh, forgiving an abusive parent is work that is never easy and usually never finished. Uh, but it is a work that has a reachable goal. And the goal is developing a heart of compassion toward your parents. You know you are reaching forgiveness when instead of anger and bitterness through the power of God's Holy Spirit in your life through Christ, you have a sense of compassion for that parent who hurt you or hurts you. And the realization that usually a parent who makes a victim of his child has been a victim himself. This is honoring your parents in a way that you speak to and listen to them and care for them. You know you are reaching forgiveness when instead of condemnation, you speak and you listen and you have compassion for your mom or dad. And this applies whether your parents live near you or far away and whether your parents are living or deceased. You can have a bad attitude toward parents, bad attitude that impacts you every day in the place that God wants you to be. You can have these bad attitudes when your parents are no longer living. It's just as important for you, if your parents are deceased, to have uh, a real, honest conversation with God about what it will mean for you to get to that good place and staying there through the fifth commandment. Don't delay this. Get intentional about obeying the fifth commandment. 
And here's one more difficult case. Um, How do you honor your father and mother uh, when they are in physical or mental decline? Uh, In the first verses of Matthew chapter 15, Jesus gets very angry uh, with a group of Pharisees who are shirking their responsibility to care for their parents. And Jesus challenges them with the fifth commandment and says, in effect, that if the fifth commandment means anything, it means that we care for our parents when they cannot care for themselves. Every case is different. No one uh, needs to feel like this is a one-size-fits-all. Not everyone needs to care financially for their parents. Not everyone needs to be personally involved in uh, the care of parents at home. Uh, The issue is not how we choose to care for our parents. The issue is that we care. Uh, In our selfish nature, it is natural uh, for us to ignore parents as they become less useful or resent parents when their needs demand more and more of our attention. In the fifth commandment, God commands both of these selfish reactions uh, into uh, submission and commands us to honor those who are helpless at the end of their lives, who cared for us when we were so helpless at the beginning of our lives. This is the honor principle of speaking and listening and caring for our parents. The collection known as Grimm's Fairy Tales includes a story full of incredible wisdom. Uh, One of the updated tales goes like this. Once there was a a little old man who lived with his married son. And the son's wife didn't like this arrangement, especially at mealtime. The old man's eyes were bad and his hands trembled. And so when he uh, ate, he clattered the silverware and missed his mouth so that food would dribble uh, down his chin and onto the tablecloth. And the woman said, I can't stand watching him eat. Uh, it makes me sick. And so along uh, with her husband, she brought this old man by the arm to the corner of the kitchen uh, and set up his own little small table uh, with uh, food in a glass bowl. Uh, And there he took his meals for uh, weeks and weeks. And one day his trembling became even worse and the bowl fell and broke. And uh, so they said, well, if if you eat like a dog, says the uh, daughter-in-law, we'll feed you like one. And so they got him a plastic dog dish and uh, gave him his meals in that. Told you it was a grim fairy tale. Uh, But this couple had a a four-year-old son they adored. And one evening, the couple uh, looked at their son as he was playing with two plastic dishes and asked what he was doing. And he said, I'm practicing for the day when I'm grown up and you're old and I get to feed you out of doggy dishes. And the man and wife looked at each other and didn't say anything. And that night they cried a little. And the next day they took that old man out of the corner and they gave him a seat of honor at their table for the rest of his life. You know, just one sentence from this young son was life-changing, and the truth was understood. No matter what your age or your stage, God has a life-changing truth for you in the fifth commandment. This Grimm's tale uh, teaches the profound truth that adopting attitudes of dishonor in our relationships is always a losing life strategy. 
treating important relationships with disregard, with bitterness and anger. God says that these the attitudes will never allow me to stay in the good place he has prepared for me. God has a roadmap for relationships that leads to the good life that God wants for you. And the roadmap begins with those words. Honor your father and your mother. 